1: We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let's pray together this morning. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father and our King, we love you and praise you. And we thank you, Lord, for you are our God. And so we worship you. And Lord, everything we do, we know reflects on who you are and how people see you. So we seek to be the best we can be. Give us a great day today. No matter what areas hit us that are not Quite the way we like it, we pray that we will, our behavior will be excellent, and that our mouth will, will certainly be civil and and uplifting and encouraging, and that our hearts will be right with you. So, Lord, as we talk about prayer and fasting, I ask Lord that you would pour out your Spirit on this program that we would see amazing results from following your direction that we need to pray, and I believe you tell us we need to fast as well. So we give you all the praise and honor and glory in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So a couple weeks ago, uh, we spoke about uh, the fact that we have authority and our authority is in the Lord, and he has given us that authority to, um, to see prayers answered with healings and signs and wonders and miracles. This is our foundation. This is the testimony by which we go into the world, and they see the glory of God. If you haven't heard that teaching on authority, it might be useful to go back and listen to it. You can Go to the website heartofmessiah.org and look under recent shows and choose the one that says Our Authority. Uh, I have a special handout for you uh, called Prayer and Fasting. Now, we started this past Friday evening, so it's not too late. And I'm asking that if you would join us in a 21 day fast, we're doing it from this past Friday evening, uh, the 17th, to Uh, Friday, uh, September 7th in the evening. And if you'd like that booklet, you can call Karen and ask her uh, for it at 813-831-5673. Call her Monday through Friday between 10 and 4. Now, I I just want to mention I also have another handout, which I'm going to be using in today's broadcast. It's a proclamation of prayer and fasting uh, given by Abraham Lincoln, and you'll you'll get the sense of it later on when we talk about that. So as we prepare ourselves, uh, I I want you to understand that this is a burden that I have. We need to fight this fight in the spiritual realm, and I just ask you to join with us uh, and our congregations. We have four congregations and. One in South Tampa, St. Pete, Wesley Chapel, South Bay, which is in the Riverview area. Please uh, call us or go on our website, shereshdavid.org, and we'd be happy to uh, see visitors and, and people just joining us in worship and prayer and hearing God's word. So as we talk about uh, prayer and fasting, remember that authority means the right to command and enforce obedience. And we only have that right through Yeshua, our Messiah. Last week, we talked about Daniel 10 as a backdrop, and we got to uh, verse 12, and then we kind of got caught in the middle. We ended the show there. So I'm going to start by reviewing chapter uh, 10, verse 12 of Daniel. Talk about it, and then we'll go from there. Uh, Daniel ten, twelve says, Then he said to me, Don't be afraid, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. I have come because of your words. However, the prince of the kingdom of Persia resisted me For 21 days, but behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I had been detained there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future days for the vision concerns days yet to come. And, you know, this is uh, the experience of Daniel. You know, all throughout the book of Daniel, we see him praying and fasting and And God speaks to him, and I want to see God speak to you and me in in this way, in this strong way with visions and signs and wonders and miracles. So let's look at what Daniel did. He, for three weeks, he seriously prayed, intensely prayed. Secondly, uh, he humbled himself. And so even though he was heard the first day, he didn't know that, until after the 21st day, right? And he set his heart to understand from God, and he was persistent in prayer. He didn't allow discouragement to stop him. This is such a key thing. And the prince of Persia came, and and look, we have to understand that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places. And so we talked about that this is a spiritual fight. And we see in Colossians 2, where it talks about Yeshua, he wiped out the handwritten record of the debts with the decrees against us, which were hostile to us. He took it away by nailing it to the cross after disarming the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them in the cross. and And so, what I want to see us do in this prayer, a time of prayer and fasting, is disarm the principalities and the powers. And finally, Yeshua said in John twelve thirty one. Now, this is the judgment of this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. And I want to be part of that army. <laughs> I want to be part of that army that drives out the prince of this world. Do you want to join me? Uh, another thought about that scripture is the answer was delayed because of a spiritual battle. Was there a correlation, do you think, between Daniel being humble before the Lord and, and getting an answer to prayer, I believe yes, because this prayer is in the heavenlies. If Daniel had stopped after 20 days, would he have received the victory? I'm not sure. But I know he went through the 21 days and did get the victory. So persistence is, in prayer is key. Now, God asks us to pers- be persistent, not because he needs help. He does not need help. Trust me. But he is trying to train us so that we can practice obedience because there are dark days coming and we have to know how to be prayerful. This is part of building up an army. And, and again, it's not for God. God doesn't need us to do this. This is for us. He is teaching us what we need to be successful in this world and honestly daniel's success in in this book makes me think sometimes of my failures and i i really want to have the successes of daniel i want to see i want to be in the lions den and not fear and and get out of the lions den and not be eaten and and i want kings to say, you know, to fast for me during the night so that I won't be eaten. I I want to have that kind of favor. I, I don't believe that we can see those kinds of things happen without prayer and fasting. So verses 15 through 19 of Daniel 10 really talk about how Daniel is strengthened. Even in his weakness, it says in verse 15, while he was speaking these words to me, I bowed my face toward the ground and was speechless. Then behold, one who resembled a human touched my lips. I opened my mouth and spoke and said to him that stood before me, oh, my Lord, because of the vision, anguish has overcome me and I have no strength. For how can the servant of my Lord speak with my Lord, since no strength remains in me, and no spirit is left in me? Verse 18, again, the one who looked like a man touched me and strengthened me. Then he said, highly valued man, do not fear, shalom to you, be strong. Now, chazak, chazak means to be strong, to have courage. And and so what does Daniel say? And even as he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. And that has to be our response in prayer and fasting, that even if we feel weak, we expect God to strengthen us and say, Lord, speak to me, speak to us. Now, as I mentioned earlier, I want to share with you something. Uh, Look, people need strength from a time of prayer and fasting. And of all the people who needed it, I think Abraham Lincoln probably was top on the list. And I'm going to spend some time this morning reading and discussing a proclamation that President Lincoln signed for two reasons. One is the content is amazing and it's relevant to today even though it was 155 years ago. And secondly, we need to understand in today's world, just as it was back then, that we can and should do everything we can from a worldly perspective, but the soul and the conscience of our country is going to be won through consistent, persistent, and authoritative prayer. Just like I quoted earlier Ephesians 6.10 to put on a, uh, uh, Be strong in the Lord and his power put on the full armor of God so that we are able to stand against the schemes of the devil for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. And you know the rest of it. So I'm going to read a little of this proclamation. Actually, I'll read most of it and discuss with you its relevance. So this comes as of um, March 30th, 1863. And it seems like, from what I can understand, it was written by a senator by the name of James Harlan of Iowa, whose daughter actually later married President Lincoln's son, Robert. And he introduced this resolution in the Senate on March the 2nd. Now, can you imagine with me, as I start reading, the Senate today with this kind of a resolution. Listen to the first paragraph. Whereas the Senate of the United States, devoutly recognizing the supreme authority and just government of Almighty God in all the affairs of men and of nations, has by a resolution requested the President to designate and set apart a day for national prayer, and humiliation. (laughs) Okay, I know that sounds a little weird, but uh, I wonder if the Senate would give the president anything about God today. Now, uh, secondly, the word humiliation, you're only going to be willing to be humiliated if there are no other options. And here they had this time of war, and there were no other options. Who could they go to? How could they solve this problem without prayer and fasting? So they were willing to be humiliated before the Lord. Are you at that point looking at your family, at the country, whatever you're looking at where you're discouraged? Are you at the point where there are no other options, where you're willing to go into prayer and fasting? I hope so. Or do you want to wait for that time when there are no other options? That's even more difficult. Let me continue. This is an amazing paragraph. And whereas it is the duty of nations as well as of men to own their dependence upon the overruling power of God. I love that. Do you own your dependence upon the overruling power of God to confess their sins and transgressions in humble sorrow? Yet with assured hope that genuine repentance will lead to mercy and pardon. I love that as well because, yes, we are to be humble, but we have an assured hope that when we repent, God will pour out his mercy and pardon us. And then it goes on. And to recognize the sublime truth announced in the Holy Scriptures and proven by all history, listen to this, that those nations only are blessed whose God is the Lord. Can you make a stronger statement than that? My goodness, this is beautiful. And next paragraph, and inasmuch as we know that his divine law, nations like individuals, are subjected to punishments, chastisements in this world. May we not justly fear that the awful calamity of civil war which now desolates the land may be but a punishment inflicted upon us for our presumptuous sins to the needful end of our national ref- uh, needful end of our national reformation as a whole people. Uh, I, I just love this. And the next paragraph, we have been the recipients of Of the choicest bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in number, wealth, power, as no other nation has ever grown. That last line we could say today with no problem, couldn't we? What's the next line after we have grown like no other nation? But we have forgotten God. We have forgotten the gracious hand which persevered us in peace and multiplied and enriched and strengthened us, and we have vainly imagined in the deceitfulness of our hearts that all these blessings were produced by some superior wisdom and virtue of our own. This next phrase got to go in the history books. Intoxicated with unbroken success. And that's what I believe. We have been intoxicated with unbroken success. We have become too self-sufficient to feel the necessity of redeeming and persevering grace, too proud to pray to the God that made us. Because of intoxicated with unbroken success. When there's too much success, we become prideful, right? And we now have to go to prayer and, if you want to call it humiliation, prayer and fasting, because we are in this situation in our country. and and, Okay, let me just continue. It behooves us then to humble ourselves before the offended power, meaning God is the offended power, to confess our national sins and to pray for clemency and forgiveness. Um, then we uh, it reads, and I do hereby request all the people to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of public worship and their respective homes, in keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties uh, um, to that solemn occasion, oh, proper to that solemn occasion. All this being done in sincerity and truth, let us then rest humbly in the hope, The author authorized by the divine teachings that the united cry of the nation will be heard on high and answered with blessings. So no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy Condition of unity and peace isn't that your prayer and my prayer? It's I mean it's almost like we're in a civil war without the fighting. I mean the physical fighting, but we have a fighting of words. We uh, it's awful, and so President Lincoln signs this. Uh, William Seward, the Secretary of State, signs this. Oh, I just want you to be motivated to prayer and fasting. I'm asking you, even if you didn't start last night, start today or Friday night. Start today. Get together with some friends and have a prayer meeting. Go to your church and have a prayer meeting. Pray and fast. I believe God wants us to have faith that Psalm 102.14 is happening right now. It says, you will arise and have compassion on Zion for it is time to show favor to her, for the appointed or the set time has come. I believe we're in the set time, and the set time is calling for prayer and fasting. I'm asking you to be part of this persistent army of prayer warriors to move mountains into the sea. I believe God wants us to remove complacency and receive his compassion, uh, His passion. I believe God wants to touch our hearts in a new way in order for us to be able to touch other hearts. I believe we are to be doers of the word, not just hearers. I believe it is time for our family and friends to come to know the Lord. I believe it is time for a great revival in Israel, here in the United States and all throughout the world. I believe God is going to show us his signs and wonders and miracles. Join me in this battle, and let's see what God does. Pray and fast. I want to close with uh, a scripture. Jude 1, 24 and 25. Now to him, or the one who is able to keep us, me, from stumbling and to present me blameless before the presence of your glory with great joy, To the only God, my Savior, through Yeshua, the Messiah, my Lord, be glory, majesty, power, and authority before all time, both now and forevermore. Amen. Will you join with me? I hope so. Listen, call Karen 813-831-5673. We'll send you out our booklet I didn't get a chance to talk about for prayer and fasting also the proclamation of President Lincoln. If you feel this program was valuable, please support it financially. Uh, look, love for you to visit our congregations. If you want to reach me with questions or comments, email me at rabbi rabbi at heart org. May the Lord be your first priority and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me in prayer as we close. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us Will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King.
0: You are Messiah, Yeshua, Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel.